Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The non-COVID reason that you like wearing a mask. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. What is the non-COVID reason you actually like wearing a mask? Give us a call at 651-641-1071. Why are we asking? Oh, I just saw this going around on Twitter, and I thought, you know, that's a really good question, because... There are benefits to mask wearing that have absolutely nothing to do with the protection that they provide. It's true. And so, and people had some really good answers, and I wondered what our listeners had to say. 651-641-1071. Beverly is on the line. Hi, Beverly. Hey, Bev. Hello. I tell you, I like wearing a mask because it keeps your face warm on a day like today. Oh, that's right. For sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. And I just thought of a second thing. Yeah. It, um, I had a dental implant being done, and I had, I had a missing tooth, so nobody knew it because I always had a mask on. There you go. Yeah, see? I yeah. love that. Yeah, see, Beverly, thank you so much for your call. Covers a world of uh, hurt. 651-641-1071. What non-COVID reason... Do you like wearing a mask, Bradley? Do you have any reasons? Well, I love the ones that she said. I, too, I had a cracked tooth once for a hot minute, and uh, it helped to just never have to, like, show people your right. face. I also just like that you can make faces at people, and they have no clue. Right. You know? I have a tendency to talk to myself a lot or, like, move my mouth a lot, and I feel less embarrassed about that habit when I have a mask on. Oh, sure. Because I can yeah. just, you know tell a whole story and nobody even knows I'm talking. I mean, unless they can hear you, but no, I just, just mouth things. Oh, okay. I don't say it out loud. 651-641-1071. What's the non COVID reason you like wearing a mask? Amanda's on the line. Hi, Amanda, Amanda, what's the non COVID reason you like wearing a mask? I am a kindergarten teacher and I mouth WTF several times throughout the day, and that mask hides that a little bit. There you I go. Don't mind it so much. Are you that. worried though that at some point the masks are coming off and you're still going to be doing WTF? Oh, a little nervous about that, but uh, <laughs> we'll make it work. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, she mouths WTF in front of the children, but the mask covers it. Let's go to Molly. Hi, Molly. What's the non-COVID reason you like wearing a mask? She's gone. Okay, bye, bye Molly. Molly. She also liked to mutter things under her breath. I'm that telling maybe you, perhaps not polite. It's the thing. You can just sort of move your mouth, and nobody knows what you're saying. Um, the other obvious one uh, for well, people who wear lipstick is you really only have to focus on the upper half of your face. Yeah, 
You don't have to do the whole face. Just makeup around your mask. It's lovely. Yeah. And you just, you know. Or brush your teeth. I mean, you could have uh, skanky, you know, onion breath. And nobody's going to know. You're the only one that's going to yeah. suffer. Let's go to Erica. Have that tuna fish salad. Hi, Erica. What is the non-COVID reason that you like wearing a mask? Hi, guys. I want to say I love you, first of all. Love you, too. Thank you. Uh, I wear makeup every day. And on days that I don't want to wear makeup, I'll wear a mask. There you go. Yeah. You just throw on some nice. mascara and throw that mask on and you're good to go. Yeah. Also, my eyebrows. Oh, yes. I hear you. Thank you, Erica. Thanks, guys. Yep. Again, from the nose up. You only have to look good from the nose up. Eyebrows? I don't get it. You got to make You, gotta make you do your have eyebrows. to do your eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying do your eyelashes and your eyebrows. Got it. Uh, and then Lisa's on the line. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, what's the non-COVID reason that you still like to wear a mask? Well, let's be honest. We don't have to pluck our mustache. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you or called and said that. I'm just, I'm just being real. Lisa, I, that is a very popular answer on this question on the Twitter. So you're not alone. Thank you for your call. Um, some of the other uh, reasons people like wearing a mask that don't have anything to do with COVID. Yeah. They don't have to smell other people's breath. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Uh, you don't have to smile, which that's the other thing. If you are a person who is told frequently you should smile more, nobody knows. You don't have to smile. Uh, let's see. You can save, again, save on makeup because you're only doing half of your face. And actually, a lot of people said they, they haven't been getting colds either. So Yeah, I mean, they, they do actually serve a purpose beyond just protecting you from COVID or right. coronavirus. You can also protect yourself from colds, flus. Stomach disorders, mm. burping that smells like rancid cheese. <laughs> well, that's just a, an immediate payback, right? Well, just well, yeah. you're, gonna, you're probably going to like pass yourself out. It's but. your own punishment. Oh, A doctor, burp. A doctor answered, "I can yawn in conversation without anyone noticing." Mm-hmm. I like that. You can stick your tongue out either. Mm-hmm. Rudely or um, creepily, and no one will know. Yeah. A couple people said it's like a whole, it's like a, another way to express yourself. Like, uh, it's like an outfit for your face. Mm, yeah. Which, you know. I love people who color coordinate or like pattern coordinate, like next level. It oh, is kind of. Holly, 2020. what's your, <laughs> no, I know. No, it's just like, oh gosh. Yeah. Holly, what's your, do you have a non-COVID reason that you like wearing a mask? Oh yeah, it's the aesthetic thing. It's like drawing a little brow, put on a little mask about a bing you're ready to go mm-hmm. why bother doing anything else okay here's another thing when you're out like at the grocery store or shopping and you see somebody you think you might know you're a lot harder to recognize yeah. when it's just put on a hat and a mask yeah and, like you, it's like your groucho mark, marks yeah. look yeah absolutely yeah well thank you everybody for calling and uh you know and uh joining in on the fun when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, similar to Channing Tatum, Courtney Cox is actually also being very honest about what it's like to be an aging woman mm. in Hollywood. And she said some interesting things uh, that I thought we could talk about when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. It's Colleen Cox is talking about the pressure of being a woman of a certain age in Hollywood. Um, and I think what she's saying is something that we all need to hear on the Colleen mm-hmm. and Bradley show. 
My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. So she did uh, an interview with the Sunday Times uh, Style Magazine. And this is all in advance of uh, a show that she has coming out on Stars. It's called Shining Veil. And um, she talked a lot about being almost 60 and being an actress in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you probably have noticed or remember talking about was when her look really changed. Yeah. Um, And she was very forthcoming about that in this conversation that she had um, a lot of fillers put in. And she said um, that she said, you have no idea it's gradual. And then suddenly you look at yourself and you go, Oh no, that's not right. So she ended up having all of those fillers dissolved in 2017 um she said you go i'm changing i'm looking older and i tried to chase that youthfulness for years and i didn't realize oh bleep i'm looking really strange with injections and doing stuff to my face that i would never do now and that's one thing we don't often hear women talk about in hollywood a lot of times people just deny getting fillers altogether even though we can see that their look has changed, Mm -hmm. but she's just being really honest about the fact that, you know, as she aged in Hollywood, she was chasing a certain look and she was doing it the way everybody is doing it. But then there is a point where it just sort of, you aren't even recognizable to yourself any longer. Well, yeah. I mean, you start making changes to your face and it's not, I mean, they seem minor to you one after the other and you get sort of immune to it. And then other people show up who haven't seen any of the changes and they're like, Oh my God, what happened? What happened? Right. Yeah. So that's not natural. What person who is 60 years old has that much, you know, plump right in their face. It's right. just not natural. Like you can sort of, you know, do things around the edges, but like once you've fundamentally changed the shape of your face or make your face look a way that it shouldn't look at that age right. or it's not, you know, the natural progression of age to look, people are going to be like, what? What is that? I mean, yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, too. She talks about noticing it herself. She doesn't talk about hearing the public's reaction to it. She really talks about that she's the one that noticed it in herself. How much of that is true? I don't know. She also goes on to talk about um, how, um, like, what it feels like to turn 60 in Hollywood. She's about, she's close to 60. And she said, you know, it's, she barely can even um, hear that. But she said it's not because there's anything wrong with being 60. She said, I just can't believe it. Time goes so fast. She says, I'm more grounded. I've learned so much in my life. But she talks about how the scrutiny of being an actress can get to you mm-hmm. and um, and how she said it's intense. But I don't know how it could be more intense than what I already put on myself. And then she told a story about a show that she did a pilot for that never got off the ground. And she said it was really hard for her to get back out there again. And these are things you don't hear actresses talk about a lot. And I think it's also indicative of being a woman of a certain age in Hollywood. You sort of expire at like 30 and then Mm -hmm. it gets a lot harder to get roles. Um, And that's been sort of the norm. And I wonder if the more people like Courtney Cox talk about the process of aging and how that, how they experience that in Hollywood, if that might help change, like move the needle a little bit. Well, I also think if you look around right now, this is actually like a, you know, a much more exciting place for women over 40 in Hollywood, because think about, you know, I don't know, think about all the actresses right now that are sort of hot. 
Gene Smart. Uh huh. Think about Kate Winslet. Yep. Think about um, Court. Well, I mean Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, um, Nicole Kidman. You know, I think there is definitely more opportunity now. That's a very select group of actresses in Hollywood, to be sure, and um, you know, a group that has had in- incredible privilege. But I mean, I like the list. I could go on and on and on with women over the age of 40 who have a level of success that I don't know 20 years ago they would have had in their career. So that does that does tell us, I don't know, a better story, hopefully. Right. And also, I think to look to what they're doing in their career to make aging normal. Um, for example, while I was looking at uh, one of these articles about, uh, I almost called her Monica, Courtney Cox, there was an another article about Kate Winslet and Mm -hmm. about a choice that she made where uh, when they were promoting mayor of East town, they showed a still promotional photograph and they had smoothed out the wrinkles beside her eyes. And they had also photoshopped like a bulge of her tummy. And she was like, no, put those back. She said, I know exactly how many wrinkles are next to my eye. Put them back Mm -hmm. and put that bulge back. That's what I really look like. Put it back. And they did. And that's part of what was so refreshing about Mayor of Easttown is Kate Winslet wasn't trying to be pretty, but she also wasn't trying to be ugly. She was just trying to be yeah, the character. Yeah, the character and natural in that character. And the more we see actual representation of what women who are aging look like mm-hmm. the more um oh for sure yeah the be- the easier that gets but i was actually listening this morning when you were uh handing out the my talk awards and it was interesting that all of the actresses in the best actress category for the my talk awards mm-hmm. with the exception of lady gaga were over 40 yeah no and i as uh, just as we were talking about it i was like oh that's actually kind of awesome that uh you know my talkers and really the people on the shows, the hosts came up with, with the exception of, but I will say Lady Gaga was uh, selected by this, like my talk Academy that exists, oh. which isn't a real thing. FYI. Um, we will ignore that. We will just not go there. Um, they selected Lady Gaga and her anyway. Um, but the nominees for best actress for a, my talk award, our first ever uh, award ceremony for film and television had women that were over the age of 40, which is, you know, kind of awesome and really wasn't that hard to do. It wasn't intentional, I think. No. It's just that those are the the people. And in fact, for Best Actor, um, and forgive me, I just can't remember his name, from Squid Game, who mm-hmm. is like, you know, he's sort of, um, you know, become a breakout star. And he, uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's super old. I mean, he's like in his... 70s, I think. All right. So I'm just saying, like, it's nice to see that we're nominating people that are of a certain age. And no doubt that'll continue because I got news for you. We ain't like people are getting older every Mm -hmm. day and And they're still going to want to work in Hollywood. You were all rude. Rude. (laughs) You ain't young yourself there, honey. I know I'm getting older, too. Hollywood has gone on a fascinating journey with their with the conversations around injectables and aesthetics, because when you watch stuff from 
but like 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that I've watched recently that stick out. For example, the first Wives Club. Mm-hmm. The whole joke of the Goldie Hawn character is that she gets lip injections. Yeah. And how vain and how like aesthetically oh, wow. unpleasing it is. Like that is the running joke through the whole movie. There's another movie, and I it, maybe it's a Cinderella story. You remember the movie with Hilary Duff? Back in the day. Anyways, she did a she did a Cinderella story. Jennifer Coolidge plays her stepmother. And one of the jokes is, I can't do any, I can't show emotion because Botox is like uh-huh. glass. I, I'm paraphrasing and I yeah. did it poorly. But it's that it used to be this almost right. like, a, like a shameful thing that how dare you be so vain. But then at the same time now, it's like. How I don't know. There's just like an interesting journey that's been going on culturally. Well, the pendulum is definitely swinging, yeah. right? And and even in just you know, I'm in a non Hollywood life, like normal day to day life. People get injectables. That's a very oh, yeah. acceptable thing, and and you know, people do that. The thing about how Hollywood sort of treated it mm-hmm. or has treated it is that it was all in an effort to chase youth. So that you could continue to book jobs so that you could play younger rather than playing older because you got into this sort of no man's land position. And the only thing you were good for was to either play younger or play older. But then at the same time, Hollywood itself ridiculing its own practice. Yeah, that was how you as an actress right. would be viable well, for those jobs. Right. And I will say if you, you know, look at series like and just like that, um, you know, women are increasingly like uh, yeah, although I haven't watched that show, but my impression from that show is here you've got women who 20 years ago or more playing that age would have seemed a lot older than they do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney Cox. Thank you. For opening up that conversation for us. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. We missed an opportunity. We blew right past 222 on 222. Mm. But it already happened, True. so I hope you enjoyed it Why? if you were paying attention. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley well, we could show. do it again in 22 minutes, but... 22 minutes. You can recognize 222 22 minutes from now. Oh, that's true. Uh, Another 22. Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Like Cedar Park, Texas. No. I haven't been to Texas in a while, but we're going there today. I bet it's warmer and not snowy there. Oh, I don't don't know. You never know with uh, this time of year. A Cedar Park man was sentenced to a year in prison after he did something that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. What did he do? Well, he let's just say he tried to steal some drugs, but he tried to steal drugs in a very atypical way. 
Would you like to guess what he did to steal some drugs? Um, did he break into a pharmacy? Mm, no. Okay. Did not break into a pharmacy. He did go to a pharmacy, but I didn't break into it. Oh, okay. Uh, did he have a false prescription? No, he did not have a false prescription. Was he wearing a trench coat and he was atop two other people <laughs> walking in a very tall manner <laughs> you and know, then sticking the drugs in the trench coat and walking away? Hi, that was very creative. You're getting you're getting there because he did he did impersonate somebody in a trench coat. Inspector Gadget? Inspector Clouseau? <laughs> no, an FBI agent. Oh. I don't know. I feel like they might be prone to wearing uh, trench coats on occasion. It's part of the uniform. Right. Uh, a Cedar Park man was sentenced to a year in prison after he was convicted of impersonating an FBI agent while trying to fill a prescription for fentanyl patches. I, I mean, is know. that a thing? Like, I mean, that's the question that I had, right? Like. <laughs> Do they get Do they, free fentanyl? Hey, in the here's FBI? your FBI fentanyl patch. Maybe he thought it was the Fentanyl Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> um, but according to a Justice Department release uh, about this particular sentence, um, apparently he'd gone into a Temple Pharmacy in July, Temple, Texas, and uh, to fill out an out of to fill rather an out of state prescription. It said that he told workers there that he was an FBI agent from out of town who was on temporary assignment. And um, apparently he was using fake identification and documents. to. So maybe he was like, I got this prescription in Tennessee, but uh, I'm in Texas on very important FBI business. So not only did he get in trouble with, you know, trying to get them drugs, but also impersonating a federal officer, which is punishable by up to three years in prison. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. He was like double dumb. Yeah, I just, uh, of all the ways to get some fentanyl, I feel like there are easier methods and that don't involve uh, a federal offense. Right? I'm surprised that he wasn't wearing an FBI t-shirt and I mean, gave the whole thing away. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that would have been very convincing. Buy mm-hmm. it at Spencer's. Yeah. It says yeah. it right there. FBI, female body booby inspector. Inspe- oh, mm-hmm. body I, thought, inspector. I thought it was boobies. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Boston for our next story. Boston? In Boston, we will meet 42-year-old Hector Avedido, who was in the potty at a Back Bay Transit station on Sunday. He was using the restroom, and uh, there was a guy in a stall next to him. Yeah, tap, tap. And he was getting ready to leave when Hector realized that this gentleman had not completed the entire toilet experience. What? Like he was still pooping? No. He hadn't flushed. Oh! And Hector got mad. He noticed somebody else didn't flush? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, hey, you need to flush the toilet. Wow, that seems aggressive. And the other guy was like, mind your own business. Kind of. And then he, they started arguing. Okay, what happened? And uh, then they exited the stalls and the argument continued and then hector stabbed the other guy what yeah for not flushing in the hand it was uh, a wound that was treated at a nearby boston hospital the victim is going to be okay Uh, hector ran off though he was like got stabby and then ran off um, but later, they were able. The authorities were able to catch up with him, and he was arrested. He still I just, has a knife on him. I just feel like he was ready to stab anybody because I don't feel like you really get so 
like you're just have having a perfectly normal day until somebody doesn't flush a toilet and then stab stab. Yeah, I feel like something else is going on there. Yeah. Also, though. Also, how do you like? How would you know? Like, because he got up to leave and didn't flush this, and then he heard the man get mm-hmm. up and not. Of the things you could do in a bathroom that would upset me, that would not be one. I mean, I would be like more pooping on the floor. Sure, I would be more irritated with not washing your hands, but also not stabby. Yeah, yeah. Where are we going next? Um, let's see. So we are going from Boston to New Orleans. Okay. And I want to tell you, uh, or actually, I want to take you rather to a subway. And um, the restaurant or uh, yes, okay, yep. No, they don't have actual subways. I don't think you'd be able to do that in New Orleans. Water table would be too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they went to a Subway Sandwich Outlet, or that's where we are going rather to a Subway Sandwich Outlet. And uh, something happened there uh, that well earned this story crazy stupidity at status. Um, I'm gonna start by telling you that two men came to the subway. Uh, this was on Sunday night, and this took place in the 100 block of Carondelet Street at about 6.42 in the p.m. Two suspects bought Subway sandwiches and ate their meals. Mm-hmm. I mean... Bought their sandwiches and ate their so meals. So far. In the restaurant. That sounds pretty normal. But then they did something oh. that earned them crazy stupid idiot status. Mm-hmm. Something you wouldn't expect. Somebody who shows up, buys a Subway sandwich, eats it, and then does this. What is the this that they did? I mean, they hopped behind the counter and <laughs> made another sandwich and then ran. No, although that, you know... I bet people have done that before. They take all the cookies. Oh God! Do they still have Otis cookies there? Oh yeah, they have cookies. Oh, hot cookies, hot and fresh, fresh out the oven. Those macadamia nut ones. I really like those. Did they piddle in the ice machine? <laughs> no, they did not pee pee in the ice machine. It'd be hard. You'd have to get on like a counter or something to do that. I think. So ice machines usually. Yeah, high. really high. No, in fact, what they did do after eating their meals, the suspects demanded money. Yeah, that's right. These two suspects robbed the subway after, after buying eaten. sandwiches and eat them. So you got to wonder, did these sandwiches, 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 did these sandwiches not taste good? Did they want their money back? And they were like so aggrieved by their subway sandwich experience that they decided to rob the place. Okay, also, one would think... Because what do I always say? You're always... On camera. If you've been sitting there eating a sandwich for however long it takes well, you to eat your foot long, yeah. there's probably video footage, clear video video footage, video, video footage of your faces. Yeah. Also, you've been sitting there eating the sandwich in the restaurant, yeah. uh, uh, use that term loosely, um, for long enough that the people behind the counter know who you were. Like, mm-hmm. they can describe you to a T because you sat there eating your sandwich. Also, why didn't you just rob... After you got the sandwich, so you didn't have to pay for the sandwich. Yeah, that. Was, I mean, technically, they got their money yeah, they back, did. right? They did. And maybe the cashier they thought did that. comply, and then the men fled on feet. I also feel like Subway is one of those places that has like the height by the door when you walk in, so that they can see on the camera how oh, tall you were. Maybe. I don't know why I feel like 
I don't. I've never noticed. Well, that's a clever idea. Well, they do that at gas stations. Yeah, and they oh. do that at uh, the old Home Depot. I know. Mm. Yeah, because that's usually where we measure my kids' height. <laughs> Stand over there. Oh, you're five three. Uh, as they're almost as tall as running I running out with a shovel. I mean, no. I guess people do that. But. Just measure for fun. Uh, so did they get caught? No, they're still on foot. Are you serious? Yeah. Footlongs? Yep. They're still on footlongs? Serious footlong. Okay, well, you'd think. Now I'm kind of mad at the authorities that they can't find these guys. I know. Well, it begs the question, did they not have cameras? Although, you got to think of all the things going on in New Orleans, or any big city for that matter. A couple of yokels who walked off with, uh, you know, a cash register right. full of subway tokens. Or stamps. Subway tokens. Um, oh, probably. remember the stamps. Oh, yeah. I lived on oh, those stamps. Oh, gosh. I had forgotten about that. You collected, for those who are uh, not of a certain age, Mm -hmm. you would collect the little stamps. You'd have little green stamps that they'd give you every time you got a subway, and then you could turn those in for like a six inch. Yeah, you got two for a foot long, and one if you had a six inch, and you had to get, I think, 12. And if you ever didn't have your card to lick it and stick it, you'd just throw it in your wallet and then later on, you'd be digging around for money, and you'd find an, yeah. a wayward stamp, and it was like the best day ever. Exciting times. It really, I mean, it's the little things back then. It really then. is, yeah. Especially when, yeah, when you're, like, paying with quarters for things. Yeah, or by check, and then hoping it doesn't bounce. Mm-hmm. Making it the most expensive oh, sandwich that ever kids don't know how good we had it. No clue. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to uh, also reminisce a little with a little game we call the throwback. Live! After this on My Talk 1071.